TB in the house. I'm licking my bumps. Absolutely licking my bumps on a Monday. Hello and welcome in. I, I'm I'm sitting here today going, man, what what a cruel it was a cruel, cruel summer. Sports weekend, ladies and gentlemen. A cruel, cruel summer sports weekend for little old me. Brian Hartman nor myself have spoken about Tennessee's basketball loss. Thank you to Alex Myers, Matt Dixon, John Maiman for um, helping out on uh, Saturday night. Race fans, race fans, race fans. I'm playing with a, a little injury today. I've got, I mean, you don't care, but. So if you want to talk today on the program, get in now. Shout out Rihanna. Very good. Wholesome performance at halftime last night. That was befitting of what you should see at a Super Bowl. So congrats to her. Congrats to uh, Jalen Hurts and my Eagles for the way they played. And um, in honor of uh, the Kool-Aid man himself, Andy Reid, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing some red today in honor of the Kansas City Chiefs, who I don't hate, by the way. The Mahomes guy is a perfect heel in sports. He's got that obnoxious brother who's the worst. He's got a... He's got a wife who pours champagne on freezing cold fans out of her luxury box. I mean, that 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 is what it is. But on the field, the Chiefs are excellent. And and Andy Reid does Andy Reid things, and Andy that that Mahomes guy is so good that Andy Reid does Andy Reid things and gets away with it. Let me explain, and then we'll go to the phones. And it's eight six five two hundred five four zero two. My balls right now are lost in space and hoops. Uh, Jerry Palm has slipped them down two lines, which I think is kind of crazy, but then again, that might be where they're heading anyway. I, I might have to face facts on them. I don't know. I'm still holding out hope that maybe these guys, you know, g- get a month down the line and flip the script, get healthy and flip the script. That's That's your only hope. Because I sing you to sleep after the losing. We need Brian in Nashville to call in and give us a little after the losing. After the losing, I call Garza Law and I rip you. Bino, Jeff, Andy Reid takes a um, seven-point lead with a touchdown. Got to go for two there and make a thing nine in modern-day football. He makes it eight. The Eagles go down the field and score and tie the game and get it. Bino, is anybody in this lifetime going to stop Jalen Hurts when he puts the ball, puts it in his own hands, and rumbles in from two yards out? When you see a man that squats 675 pounds, does he look like a little bull out there to you, Bean Star? Yeah, Tony, he's full. He's fullback playing quarterback, and uh, and you're exactly right. Modern day football, you go for two. If you get it, you're up nine. Yep. Game's over. If yep. you don't get it. Uh, the Eagles are going to kick an extra point to tie. They're not going for two to win. Mr. C, who's a Chiefs fan, he texts me. He says, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. This is not 1985. We're in the analytics era. era. You go for two there. He said, you guys are going to go right down the field, score, and, get, and we're going to be in a tie game. And, look, I'm not going to blame officiating because the Eagles did not stop that team. I don't know that they were stopping that team. What was going to happen is 
The Chiefs were going to kick a field goal there, maybe, the way that Butner guy, he was pretty shaky. But they were going to kick a field goal from there. And then the Eagles were going to go right down the field and kick a field goal. That's what was going to happen. And then that thing was going to go to overtime like it should have gone. Because the game should have gone to overtime. But the officials got in the way. And that was one of that's the uh, most overly officious crew in the NFL on a night on a, on a week where Fidel Goodell claimed that his league has no issues at all and that the officiating's never been better. And I mean, Bino, I believe when he says the officiating's never been better, don't you? Uh, if if he's right about that, then uh, uh, they've had a serious problem for a long, long time. That is a uh, um, you know I. I tend to agree i think kansas city deserved to win the football game yes that that ticky tack chicken fighting holding call uh that's a bad call uh with the colts and the broncos playing on thursday night on amazon uh in the super bowl uh with the game on the line uh that's an egregious uh call and i thought it was excellent of greg olson to point out that that's a horrendous call. And my Mike Prayer is sitting there going, well, you know, it's the right call. He stretched his jersey and, and also says, no, you don't decide football games. Not now. You don't Did call you that there. The player who was involved made the, the hold. He said it was holding. Bradbury? Interesting. Bradbury? Yeah. The Eagles are he not. admitted that it was the, holding. The thing that's great about the Eagles culture that I admire from, from when you watch these NBA teams and the Kyrie Irvings who goes, you know, I, I just need an organization that will love me for me. Meet me where I'm at. Yeah, you and your, your flat earth moron meet you where you're at. Here, Here's the thing. Jalen Hurts stood up yesterday and he said, they said, Jalen, you know, uh, Pat Mahomes over there said that you were incredible for your first time on the stage. What do you have to say? He said, well, I got two things to say to that. First of all, I really respect him. He's a great player. Secondly, I fumbled that ball in the first half and we lost. And I don't sign up for this to lose. That's So that's going to burn me. That's going to motivate me. I'm going to learn from this. And my fumble, the way I look at this thing, is the reason we lost the game. See, that's 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 why I've fallen in love with this Hurts guy. I'm telling you guys. I've gone from being a guy that doesn't think he can play at all, thought it was a wasted second-round draft pick, set it on here, to the guy has such a... Um, He's got such a heart about him, and he's such a real guy. I mean, we're up 10 at halftime. It just makes me sick. My Vols climb the night before from 17 back. Furious comeback. Now, as I wrote over at tclub.team today, and I didn't say a word about the Super Bowl. I didn't say a word all week about the Super Bowl. I'm not here to bore you. Over at tclub.team, I cover the Vols. That's what you want to do. That's what we do. That's what we do. It's what I do. It's what Orange Throat did today. We didn't get all into the weeds. On the, I don't want to bore you with my Super Bowl takes. So if you go check out the blog today, we wrote a ton about the basketball game. Rick Barnes coached circles around that Gates guy Saturday and lost. There I said it. Now, Rick Barnes' basketball team, I mean, they're, they're, fading, they're fading to black. I mean, they're going to be out of the black and into the blue on Saturday. They, they better get a win on Wednesday. People could sit there and tell me all they want. 
about how bad this Kentucky team is and how they did this and they went to Georgia last week and they lost. Let me let me let me give you a little. We'll give you a little word because I did a word to the wise on Friday on Friday on here and I said if Tennessee loses to Missouri, they're in trouble, and they are in trouble. That basketball team is in trouble. Where's Travis Tritt when you need him? T R O U B L E. They're in trouble. They're in trouble. The one sporting event that paid me back during the weekend, Tony Valls, was uh, that um, Islam Volkanovsky fight. And really, that whole card was great. From the land down under, where women grow and men plunder. Incredible. Vino and Brian are both, uh, they're out on the UFC, whatever. Nashville Lee knows, I know, that was an incredible heavyweight fight for those that stayed up and watched it on their Chinese devices with various Chinese websites and various VPNs. But you know, Jeff Henderson, you have not said a word. Brian has not said a word about the basketball game. Let's go ahead and get to it. We... Jerry Palm has us on the four line. We've we dropped two. Um, again, the Rick Barnes history is if he goes into the seed as a, if he goes into that tournament as a three or four seed, you can go ahead and warm up the buses. That's his history. I'm not making that up. You can warm them up. Pack light and warm them up, Tom Sokoviak. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. But pack light. Pack light. Bino, I think the man, talking about Barnes, did everything right Saturday. They went small, they, and, then, and then for some reason, Missouri, when they were up 17, decided that they were going to play a zone, and they let Tyreek Key just sit out there and have target practice, and Tennessee took the lead with ease. I mean, six-minute mark, with ease. They erased that lead in eight minutes. And it looked like they were going to blow them out, kind of like that Florida game a week and a half ago. Like they were going to blow them out. But this team has all of a sudden learned how to lose. They have learned how to lose. You know, Jeff, I want your thoughts on what we saw Saturday, and I'll shut up. Well, I kind of, I kind of feel like Groundhog Day, Tony. I feel like we're doing Friday's show all over again. Just two kicks kick to the beanbag losses in a five-day period, two losses that are bad enough if you have one every five years, let alone two in, in five days. And they both followed the exact same script. Uh, you've, got a, uh, you've got a mental error uh, by a freshman uh, compounded by free throws missed by a senior, and you left the door open on both occasions uh, for a uh, – a team that you, opponents that you really, really needed to beat, to beat you with with a buzzer beater. And now going forward, I think you have to have concern about Tennessee's physical and their mental state heading into the most critical stretch of the season. Brian Hartman, um our team's heading in the I'm, – I'm mystified here. I thought we'd lose a couple games down the stretch from that lofty one of a one seed. Uh, I thought the team would finish with a two, solidly on the two line. Now, they could still get there. 
I mean, college basketball is what it is. I, I would like you to give me what Palm, I mean, what um, Lenardi has when you say it. But, uh, Brian, your thoughts. You were at the game. Did you feel that thing coming, Brian? I never saw Missouri taking a double-digit lead like they did. Mm -hmm. And it just seemed like they were shooting lights out. The three-point percentage defense has completely abandoned Tennessee over the last week or so. Yep. As opponents are just making every – they went from shooting, what, 20% of the season to seemingly making everything in sight. But I don't think you can blame it on the – on the fatigue of the team because they overcame a 17-point deficit with ease using the same five players in the court. You had, yep. I guess, who'd you have out there? Adu, yep. and you had Key, four guards, Ziggy, yep. and and uh, and uh, Santi. Yep. Until unfortunately, Zakai Ziegler fell out. But you know what? What was completely unlucky was the lane violation. If he just misses the free throw and there's no lane violation. The rebound, Missouri's in scramble mode. They have no timeouts. A couple seconds probably go off the clock before they're able to, to maintain the possession yep. and advance up court. Their shot to win the game would have been much more difficult, probably from behind the half-court line. So this team is finding ways to lose, but they're also getting some very unfortunate luck there as well. And... You shouldn't have two losses the exact same way like that in, in 10 years within a 10-year time span. I've never seen anybody undergo that in back-to-back days, back-to-back games. And, and, and look. Maybe three days apart. I'm laying upstairs, you know. Like, my face is a little swelled up right now from what I'm going through. It is what it is. I'm not a boring body, but I'm in pain, you know. And I'm sitting and I'm sitting there, and I'm listening to Alex and listening to the callers. And, and the callers are going all in on Barnes. Ripping him. Bunch of people. And and Alex, I thought, was very fair in saying, you want to blame the coach for tonight? Blame the coach, but he coached circles around the other guy. Alex pointed out, and he's right, Bino. The other guy's up 17 points. He decides to go to his own defense on a team that can't get by anybody. Why in the world would I play a zone defense on the Vols when they don't have a guard and, you know, I'm laying around sick yesterday, so I'm, I'm watching Mark Pankratz, who calls it right down the middle. Pankratz says, Tennessee doesn't have anybody on. He said, no offense. They got Zakai Ziegler, who's so small at the SEC level that he has troubles finishing around the rim, which is true. He said, Triple J, when he's healthy, isn't going to beat anybody off the dribble, which is true. He said, Tyreek Key's not going to beat anybody off. He said, they have, a, they have essentially what he said is. They have an athletic deficit with their wings and their guards. And you know what that is? That's accurate. You know what happened to Tennessee? Their season was kind of cruising along, and then they went and played at Florida. And Florida plays with that new coach. They play um, NBA defense. And everybody else looked at it and said, you know what? Bruce Pearl went, hmm, I think I'll try that. And we they held us in the 40s. And Jerry Stackhouse, that's pretty much what they do anyway. So, but we offensively were pretty good down there. Pretty did enough to win. And then the other night we were we were okay when they went to a zone. Our guy 
when he Bino went to the small lineup and adjusted to that game, because if he didn't go small lineup, if he just if he had kept the lumbering bigs in there, Tennessee would have gotten blown, and I mean blown out. That's what was getting ready to happen. But Barnes did everything he was supposed to do, and then defensively they started creating inter- they started creating easier chances. They got to the foul line a bunch. I thought Rick Barnes was masterful the other night, masterful Bino. Uh, yeah, I, I know he didn't have a lot of options, Tony, but uh, uh, he he did not mess the game up, uh, changing uh, rotations all the time. Uh, as Brian said, he stayed pretty pretty solid once uh, he put the small lineup in there. Uh, I guess in Gates' defense, the only thing I would say is they were fouling us at a record number. I mean, we hadn't been to the free throw line against anyone except them, uh, and they had just about everyone in foul trouble. So maybe he felt like that that was his only way to have enough players to finish the game in a way that he could win it. I, I don't know. That would, I guess that would be the one defense of, of what Gates did. But, uh, um, yeah, it's, a, it, it's scary going forward because of uh, the physical state that we're in right now mm-hmm. and also how much of a toll – Mentally, are are these two just gut wrenching losses back to back going to have? How's it going to affect uh, Vescovi going forward to have missed free throws in two straight games that way? You know, it begins to weigh on you like a slump in baseball. And uh, uh, the the one hope I hold here going down the stretch is I know Wednesday looks like a huge. The the toughest game we've played all season long. Uh, I think Brian later today is going to tell us that Alabama's the number one team in the country. And I'm holding out some hope that Alabama handles that exactly the way uh, that Pearl's team did that went to number one, went on the road, yep. beat, a, beat a huge rival uh, to become the number one team in America, and then uh, loses it on the road uh, almost immediately uh, against another rival. Is that what you're expecting too, Brian? Bama be number one? Yeah, you've got to give it to somebody. I don't see how Purdue can keep it after losing on Saturday back-to-back weeks. They did last week despite a loss, but you lose at Northwestern, I think that changes the game quite a bit. But, you know, how do you – how are you able to – to have a game where you're shooting two free throws inside of five seconds left in the game and you're up two points and you go from that to losing in regulation. So we're talking about Alabama basketball here, not football. We we talking about ba- we talking about basketball. Number one in America. You know, uh, what? one thing Barnes have, probably have they ever been number one, Bry, before you get to your Barnes no, point? I, I don't think so. I don't think that's. I don't think they have. But I don't know if Barnes should have called that timeout with Missouri out of timeouts to to go on defense to kind of give them a chance. Bad. That's a good point. With seven, with seven, I think that might have been one he'd like to have back. We were praising Barnes. I, I think that was one that could have been looked at as as a mistake. Um, every time I see NATO, it's his name. He he doesn't need to buy a vow right now, guys. I've got a, uh, my brother, 
back on July 4th, several years back, Hall & Oates played a uh, free show in Philly. And, you know, the enterprising um, set in Philadelphia and any of these big cities, when you go to a show, you can buy the shirts that the artists have or you can buy the knockoffs. And he got me a shirt upstairs that's so next level. It says Hall and Oates on it. John Oates' name has no E in it. Now, John Oates spells his name O-A-T-E-S, but the shirt my brother got says Hall and Oates the way the Alabama coach spells his name. <laughs> so it's missing an E. <laughs> Which I got to say, when you ask me if I'm for that or against that, I am for that like an absolute champion here on a Monday. But he does not need to buy a vowel. He's a great coach. They're fantastic. And I'm with Bino. The only, that's, really, that's really the only chance we have in that game Wednesday night is if they come in here and throw up a stinker, which they're capable of doing. Because if we let them get out on the fast break the way Pearl did in the last seven minutes of that game, you know, they'll run us right out of our own gym. That will not be pretty. Let's put it this uh, way. Be, I, I wouldn't bet on... Get your throat yeah. and your brim and get, real early. Yes. I, I wouldn't bet on Tennessee in a million years in this game. Some of you are going to. I would not. In fact, I wouldn't touch this game. I wouldn't touch it. But that's me. So we've got... Full bank. I want to get to everybody. I want to be fair with everybody. My Eagles suck. The Chiefs are number one. My volunteers are sliding, but I'm not giving up on them just yet, baby. David Soul, don't give up on us, baby. We're going to roll it back on the other side. Alabama about to be number one in the land for the first time in hoops. I think in our lifetimes, which is kind of crazy. I mean, the world's like upside down, and Tony Vall starts on Friday after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. 
Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hi, I'm former Sheriff Lena George with 30 years experience in emergency services. I know how important it is to locate an address that's in need of help as quickly as possible. An LED light bulb has been developed and manufactured that glows red, white, and blue flashing light to be placed on your front porch and turned on when you have an emergency that will help the responding emergency services to locate your home as quickly as possible. 
You can obtain your LED light bulb at Mount Pleasant Fire Department and all of your local fire stations. For more information, contact Fire Department at 379-1005. 379-1005. Seconds counts. Get your light bulb today. I wish you and your family a safe and happy new year. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Got to come correct here on segment two. Correct, correct, correct. Here's how we're going to come correct. Alabama's been number one in America before, and you got to help to handle it the way they handled it the last time. Brian, you talk about a weird number you just found. Bama was number one in December of 2003 under Mark Gottfried. If you, if you all will remember, that was the guy that looked like the lead singer of the old group, Glass Tiger, back in the 80s, which is to say he was, I mean, how do you say this without saying it? He kind of was cross-eyed a little bit. I mean, but you know, I'm not exactly attractive. I've got kind of a banana nose kind of thing well, going. Just Joe Banano. necessarily attractive. Right now, but he look at him. Well, Mark Gottfried was looking at you, but he was talking to himself back in the day. Bino, do you uh, remember his club in 2003 with Louis Grizzard? No, it was Rod Grizzard. Kennedy Winston. Kennedy Winston. Winston. They started out Uh, number Shelton. They were number one in America in 2003 in December, and they ended the season 17 and 12 and got bounced in the first round. Tony, you should have stopped yourself after Bino. Do you remember? The answer is always no. Back to the phones we go. I am sitting here just trying to figure out how Tennessee could lose to that Missouri team on Saturday. And by the way, the Gates guy, I don't want you to think I'm diminishing the job he's done. He's turned his athletes loose and let him play. I mean, Jerron Maiman was right the other night, what he said. He said this guy's given his team the freedom to go out there and fail and to succeed. And they've mostly succeeded this year. And that was a huge, you talk about a huge win. You think about their fan base. Their fan base is probably thinking, you know, we haven't beaten anybody on the road. We're not going to beat the team in Knoxville like Gabe DeArmond told us. And Gabe DeArmond's a two-time winner against my teams over the weekend. His Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm rocking red for him today. But I want to say a word here. Dawn Staley yesterday, Brian Hartman, who you and I like the uh, are, are starting to watch the women's game a lot more. She controls that game, Bry, and she showed why. You talk about a boss move yesterday. Her rocking the throwback Randall Cunningham jersey, along with some Eagle cargo pants or whatever these things were. Brian Hartman, I give uh, Dawn Staley lots and lots of love. Do you? You know they're. Um it's they're going to lap the field lap. tournament easily. I think lap. There's nobody going to come within double figures of them. I just uh, they've got maybe the, the two best players in the game, 
at one time. Yep. And you know, I I think at one I think at one point she really wanted the she might have wanted the lady ball job. Oh, don't say that out loud. I I, I can't say for sure. I, I was saying this on know, the on the on the blog today. You'd given her some love for wearing that Cunningham jersey, which that's my all time favorite player. And she said, "Hey, Broaden Patterson." She she gave the streets when she was asked about it at halftime. She was like, "What's up, Philly? What's up?" Like she she's her. And Beano, that's one thing about those Philly people is you can pick them out because they don't care. Sort of like I don't care, but we love people. She looks to me like if you're going against her for a player, you might as well just turn around and go home because she's getting the player. It's a Philly thing, Tony B. Yeah, you know, until it comes time to winning. She's kind of gotten their her program to, except with the exception of the two Candace Parker years, I think she's taken her program maybe above where Pat Summon had the Lady Vols it's at that cr- point. It's crazy. I mean, Brian, they're probably going to go undefeated this year. Well, who's going to touch them? I mean, they've already beaten the two best teams, LSU and Connecticut, in the last week. And the woman from LSU yesterday who literally never smiled. Her and Rick Barnes ought to have a contest to see who smiled first on the sidelines in their career. Barnes ever smile, Bino? Does he look miserable? Is it me or does he look totally miserable over there? I know he loves doing this. Does he look totally miserable? Well, I said that he was great Saturday night. Does he look just absolutely miserable? Is that just me or thinking that? Or, well, he—I mean, he—he he rarely smiles, Tony. It's, it's like he's it's like me at Y twelve, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm a. Oh, and uh, congratulations to Chris Lee and Gabe Diarmon, who joined the cast of thousands on the Basilio show, who have now come on here. And giving their team no chance, uh, and they beat us. The Mike Rooney, we're calling that the Mike Rooney Award. Last week's winner, thank you very little, Chris Burke, of the Mike Rooney Award. I clapped at Berkey last night, Bino, and a group text were in with him. Did you catch that? I, I, I did. And Berkey, I, I am so sorry for being a complete jerk to you, but I was in no mood for you to, <laughs> for you to crack on our, uh, for him to basilio you. Electric football. Yeah, you kind of dare you, Berkey. Come in there and rub it in my face, you clown. Hello and welcome in to our first call. You're on your Tony Basilio show on the 13th where chocolate-covered strawberries are available today at Bradley's. Hello and welcome in. Tony, I might have to go to Bradley's to get that uh, chocolate-covered strawberries for my wife. That sounds like a good deal. Uh, you better believe it, brother. You'll come back again and again. Uh, no, answer your question. While we lost on, on Saturday or two back-to-back buzzer beater shots, like what Brian was saying, that you, you know, how is that possible? Guys, this is Cup Tech U. I mean, come on now. If anything crazy is going to happen, it's going to happen at the University of Tennessee. You shouldn't be surprised at all. Brian Hartman had a really good line uh, off the uh, off the air. He says that he's just about emotionally getting ready to check out on this season. Emotionally, he's uh... – and, Brian, that's when we're at our most dangerous. When our fan base checks out emotionally, those are the teams that go on the runs in March. Brian, you know that. Just so you know, you Brian. Know, when I say that, I mean that I'm not going to get – 
how can I say this? I plan to watch the games without really exhibiting the same type of emotional, emotional inward excitement, if that makes sense. And to our caller's point, sir, you believe cup check use in full effect right now. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, guys, I don't want to, I don't want to speak some bad voodoo, but this baseball team, I, I just think something bad's going to happen to us. Like, like Notre Dame last year. I'm not even blaming Tony Balls or the team or anything like that. It's just, I mean, it is what it is. Football is the best team we've had in 20 years. They go lose to South Carolina and they hang 60 points, guys. I mean, my goodness. Whatever can go wrong does go wrong. But you're ignoring the fact they also beat Alabama, LSU, and Florida in the same season and a, and a win at Pittsburgh and beat Clemson and we still can't in make the run. Orange Bowl. We, can't, we still can't make the playoffs. So we do that and we a still lot of things had playoffs. to go right. Well, they would have in a 12, two years from now, they would be in the playoffs. Yes, yeah, sir. Take some solace in that. I I just I'm hard pressed boys. I'm not trying to get mad. I just but I will say I will I am getting mad about this. I want to get your all's take on this. Yeah. Um. I I'm I, and right or wrong. I'm a huge Rick Barnes guy. Um. I think his record and, and his achievements here are outstanding. I uh, hold up to any test that we that we need to assess on a coach that, that would pass. But I don't know, guys, about this this movement that I'm seeing on Twitter and social media about getting rid of him, hoping he retires. I don't know about that, guys. That seems really dumb for as stable as our athletic program has been in the past whatever many years. Seems like a really foolish decision to try to get him to retire or, or fire him. Well, I mean, they can always, you know, and I appreciate your call. To those people, I'll say this. Look, you know I'm not in love with the guy. Never have been. I don't hide that. But here's the thing. You can always go find a Buzz Peterson out there. And more times than not, when we go hire a basketball coach, that's what we're going to do. You know, the problem with Barnes Bino is they've seen all his magic tricks. They've heard all his speeches. He's in his eighth year. And if this team doesn't go to at least the Sweet 16, he will have tied Conzo Martin in terms of accomplishments. And, and fans get tired of you after a while. That's how it works. Yeah. I, I, I kind of understand the fissure, Tony. I'm a, um, you know, Barnes is not, Barnes is not my cup of tea as a coach, uh, just preference-wise. Uh, he, he's not offensive-oriented enough. Uh, he's too much of a, of a relentless hard-ass I don't think he's a player's coach. Uh, and something that the late, great Keith Hatfield used to get on me all the time about, and he's probably correct, is uh, I don't think that Barnes appreciates this job or this fan base at the level that I like for my coach to do. Uh, uh and Keith's probably right. That probably shouldn't even factor in. But the one thing about Barnes is, he checks the box for me that overrides everything else, and that's he regu- his teams regularly play in the tournament, and that's what I want out of my basketball coach. Now, if if he were to ever have a two or two year stretch or so where he misses the tournament, uh, you know, I could easily jump off the bandwagon. Yeah, but for jumping off the bandwagon because you've lost three or four. In a tough stretch in February, which we all knew when your team's all beat up. I mean, let's be fair here. 
I realize people want to pile on. Um, I, you know, Tony, I'm uh, uh, I, I'm not going to tell anyone who to want as their basketball mm-hmm, coach mm-hmm. Uh, for the reasons that I just stated. But uh, I think it would be a real foolhardy thing to move on uh, because, like you said, we've found very few guys in my entire lifetime that get us in the tournament. Yeah, and look, he's not my cup of tea either. The, 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 the stunt with and it was a stunt with UCLA was disgusting. Him saying that out loud was totally off-putting. I, I've tried to be fair about it down through the years. You know, we got on him early on for his recruiting, but turns out that it, it, it worked. He knew what he was doing, and I didn't. You know, I think he was great the other night. I mean, what are you going to do? A guy made a, a guy made literally a 35-foot shot on you. I mean, what? Like Brian said, you could take quarters, uh, stats by Will Warren, and stack them to the moon twice and back. Twice and back. Stats by Will. Back to the phones we go. As of right now, Tennessee's going to be a two- or three-point favorite when they go off against Alabama. I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. But more power to you. Some people will. Hello and welcome. And the thing that's weird about Barnes right here in this stretch is he was unbeatable as a double-digit favorite before the last four games, and now he's lost three of his last four as a double-digit favorite. And that is very strange. And they lost a Colorado game earlier in the year. It's very, all of a sudden, it's a leaky, well, no, I think it's three overall. You count that one. It's But it's very leaky. It's very weird. It's very much heading in the wrong direction. His team is unhealthy in terms of just all beat up. And I'm trying to get a report on uh, Josiah and also uh, on the uh, five-star freshman. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony B., Zach. Hey, Zach. Elizabeth. Hey, buddy. What's up, brother? Hey, man. Hey, man. State of Missouri put a lot of pain on uh, you and me. I hadn't even thought about that. State of Missouri Uh, twice. Wow. Sons of the guns. Um, You know, I was thinking about this week, and uh, if we don't take care of business on Wednesday, then Kentucky is going to have the chance to do to us what we should have done to them, which is put is put their foot on our necks and, and uh, put our season into. Boy, that is a that is a, Bino. Is that a good point or what? We had a chance to kick them into no man's land, yes. and they have a chance to do that to us on Saturday. They yes. might have that, a chance. You know what? Uh, I'm. It, it scares me because Kentucky's a team that is right now so vulnerable. You should be able to go on the road mm-hmm. and beat them. Mm-hmm. But they won't be the same against us as they are against everyone else. They'll be, they'll play as well as they can possibly play. Auburn's the same thing. They're vulnerable. Someone could put them out, but it's probably not going to be us with Pearl down there. They're thought to be out, by the way, Zach, right now in the latest mm-hmm. survey. Uh, those in the bracketology world think that Kentucky's on the outside looking in. So they're going to need something exemplary yeah. this week to point to. Uh, Sheboy, he'll if the 
if the recent trends follow Sheba, he'll have his uh, greatest game of his life. I uh, I heard <laughs> I listen, I called in Saturday night. I listened to Alex and the guys, and they were they were kind of cracking on Missouri's uh, some of their athletes and the shape that they were in. But I'm starting to wonder, like I, I used to hear about how great Menenwald was yep. and what a you know. Uh, it seems like we are uh, the ones that need to be worried about our our shape and and durability. I, I don't know what. What is going on with uh, a couple of our guys? I mean, I, I know Julian Phillips is kind of small and hasn't really been able to put on the – hasn't gone through the admiral transformation yet. But we seem to be hurt a lot uh, for a team that's – I don't know, that's been with our kind of our calling card in the last couple of years. Well, what's weird – and been, I don't – yeah, I don't blame – I don't blame Medwall because Triple J's knees don't cooperate. You you can't. There's no amount of training mm. now. The, the the high ankle sprain deal was just no amount of training in the world. When you land on somebody's, come down on somebody's foot in that sport, these are big people. These 240 pound young men, your joint is not going to cooperate when that happens. And that's what 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 happened there. I don't know how, why. He, that's not fair to blame him for that and then Zakai Ziegler is a guy they didn't develop a backup and I thought it was very good of Jerron Maiman in real time here tonight to point out that it was a show of desperation by Rick Barnes when he inserts the Catholic guard in the middle of that game I think that's a worthwhile a big buck in that game I think that's a worthwhile criticism by Jerron Maiman Uh, Jerron's like put that kid in that spot there I mean that's not fair to him and we were all calling for that back in the first week of January. Well, sure. When we, when we were putting up those 40-point victories. Get those minutes in then. But why throw yeah. them into the fire? I don't know. It's what you're supposed yeah. to do. It's it's a weird – this team has a weird vibe to it. And they tell me this De Leon guy can really play on the offensive end but can't play defense. Well, They're going to be tempted because he's not going to yeah. be here all four years anyway. Lord, no. They're going to be tempted to pull the bubble wrap off that guy. I'm telling you, they might get tempted to pull the Now, I haven't heard they're going to do that, and it would shock me if they did. But you get a couple more injuries, and you're all going, you're going to be it's, almost forced to do that. Hey, I'll Well, it's getting right. kind of late for that now, isn't it? Well, never too late, late Brian. The old saying is it's never you know, too late. BJ came in and actually made a bat, made a. I think he scored four points or something. He did, Brian, but on defense, made a basket on defense, Brian. He was getting carved out. No, Missouri was hitting everything inside. Well, that's true. That's true. I mean, I just want to say on the you got to have somebody can score. Brian, I'm with you. I'm I'm getting ready to check out on. No, don't do that. No, well, just just hold on. I mean, what I'm saying is, is I'm I'm not gonna go into nervous mode and walk laps around my block like I do. Like I was doing during the Vanderbilt game, I, I'm I'm gonna maybe get less. And I'm I love I love these guys' effort. Yep. But when this team leaves, I won't be sad like when the Grant and Admiral team left. I was really bummed when they left. When these guys graduate, I'll, I'll applaud them. And but I I can't. <laughs> I'm looking forward to different players stepping up and coming into the I, system. I, I think I, Rick I, Barnes stands with you on that, and I appreciate that. I'm hearing behind the scenes that that, that staff, they're not enamored with this group of veterans here. And if you look at it, guys, the veteran players are the ones kind of hurting them here. Yeah, it's been a mixture, Tony. You've had uh, you've, you've had mental errors from your freshmen in the last two games, and, and you've had 
uh, well, you had a missed free throw and a, and a defensive lap by an upperclassman. And, um, so yeah. Back to the phones we go. I'm officially, I said this Friday, the alarm bells are going off for me now. You lose Saturday. And the way you lost, you know, the weird thing is, the weird thing is, Saturday's game was her third best offensive performance of the season. That's great. Tyreek Key's performance is wonderful. The problem is, it's the worst defensive you know, that's performance. That's the same for that kid. It's the, it's the worst defensive performance of the last 40 games in the Rick Barnes era. And it's not even close. The second half on Saturday was the second most efficient half offensively in the Ken Palm era for the Vols. We'll say that again. Second best half of basketball in terms of efficiency was the second half in the Ken Palm era. The first half was the worst defensive half in the last four years for Tennessee. And that's the problem, Bino, with this basketball team is that they can't put 40 minutes together. So you don't know what you're going to get from them. It it goes on and off. It goes on and off for them on both ends right yeah. now. It's a really yeah. strange team. If if there's a silver lining at all, Tony, in this darkness uh, of the last two games or this stretch, bad stretch we're in, uh, it's the emergence of key in the last two games. Yep. Um, I, 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 we've been looking for someone to step up. And uh, outside of the main three that we look to for our points, um, and hopefully Key could be that guy. So that's that's the one silver lining in what we've watched. Back to our busy phones we go. Let's get our next call in. It's Garza Law, Tennessee Basketball Overtime, slash Tony Basilio Show, The Party Never Ends. Hello, welcome in. Hey, Tony. It's Matt and Carival. Hey, Matt. Welcome in, buddy. All right. I, I've got a few points. Yep. I guess I'll kind of start off by saying I'm, I don't know if I would, I'm not going to be checked out or anything like that. I can't check out of Tennessee basketball, unfortunately. I'm going to have to watch it, but I've had to kind of step back after the last probably, uh, last four games basically and kind of view Tennessee basketball differently because, you know, I, I won't lie, you know, they have, after, after the Texas game, they had me full. I'd bought into the metrics. I'd bought into, what I was seeing were basically, you know, I was kind of thinking if we just play offense with a pulse, we're, we're going to win. And I don't think it's a, I think Matt Dixon is right. And whenever he says it's a combination of the metrics being slightly off due to the state of college basketball and schedule that we've played. But this basketball team, I mean, it's not a top five basketball team. It's just not. Now, they can play to a level where they look like that, absolutely, but the offensive struggles to this point up until the second half the other day, a top-five basketball team just doesn't – they're bad on offense isn't as bad as what Tennessee does. So, in saying that, you know, I'm kind of trying to look from here on out at this basketball team kind of, you know, if, if our games would have been spread out a little bit more differently and – we would have lost a little bit more and not got up to that number two in the country ranking. I think that people would view this basketball team differently and not as a top five team, but as a team that everybody hoped would maybe figure it out offensively or something and gotten better by tournament time. But 
it didn't pan out that way. But I will say this. I heard you guys talking about earlier, you know, that Missouri, they went to a zone in the second half, and Tennessee, you know, took advantage of that. And they, they probably did go to a zone because they were getting in foul trouble. Well, they got in foul trouble because Rick Barnes was forced to play that lineup of small ball, and we actually played with a much faster pace, and we took the ball to the basket. That's the reason why they switched to the zone, and that's the reason why they got in foul trouble, because we started driving the ball to the basket. Yep. I think in college basketball, you've got to have one of two things. You've either got to have a post who can score that you run your offense through, kind of like Grant Williams was for us. We don't have that. Or you got to have guards that can drive to the basket. We've got one guard that can drive to the basket playing in Rick Barnes' offense the way that we've done it you know, for most of the year. Ziegler's the only guard that we have that can get to the basket, but he can't finish because he's, you know, what, five foot eight, nine, whatever he is. On Saturday in the second half, what I saw was us playing at a higher tempo and getting to the basket, you know, that way, you know, whatever, however you want to look at that. But I, we got to the basket and we generated foul. You know, even Jemai Meshack and he plays, you know, he's not a great offensive player by any stretch of the imagination. Nope. And he doesn't even make he doesn't make a lot of the the shots that he puts up whenever he does drive the basket. But you know what he did? He got to the foul line, and that's how Jemai Meshack can help you. That's what you know. Triple, you know, they that's this is what happened last year. And I'm not going to equate it to last year because I don't think that I don't know honestly. But last year we got beat by Arkansas in just a defensive slugfest where he benched Kennedy Chandler. And the score was in the 50s, I think, even, or maybe the low 60s. But after that game last year, they started playing that small ball lineup. Because if you remember correctly, Kumwa had gotten hurt. Yep, that's when they I took think. off. When he, he got hurt is when they out. took off. That's the Kentucky it was a game. Games before that Arkansas game. It was a Kentucky so game, that's right. small ball yep. and going faster. And they started driving the ball to the basket. And not just Kennedy Chandler, other people. Triple J started taking it inside and started making – whether it be him driving yep. to the basket or his mid-range jump shot, that was his first scoring option. So, wasn't so, three points. so, Matt, here's a real story right on Barnes, and this is why this guy's like an international man of mystery for me. Why won't he do that? Like we were talking about last week. Know. Well, we were talking about he's got to know the numbers. The numbers are if he doesn't have a top 20 offense, he's not winning in March. Why right. won't he do everything in his power? to make sure they've got all those analysts over there. They know those numbers. If you look behind Tennessee's bench, not only do they have the the assistants, they have a row of people behind them. If we know these numbers, he's got to know those numbers. So why won't he turn turn these athletes loose on offense? Yeah, it's a good good question. I I, I don't know. I mean, here's here's the real question. You know, we've had... And our defense the past two games, and I don't know whether it's being tired. I don't know what it's. Yep. I don't know what, what's happened to them, but yep. they've given a. You know, a lot of people were saying Missouri was making tough shots. That first half, they made eight three pointers, and five of them were not contested. I went back and looked it up. They just, I mean, I guess. Oh no, they were getting wide open looks at it. They were getting. Yeah, we, we all of a sudden are exhausted, Matt, on defense. For, yeah. I don't know what the reason is for that, but we are a tired basketball team on defense and and the hits just keep right on coming for us look teams are hitting shots but they're getting wide open shots that's why they're hitting shots i mean it's we're not defending like we once were and i don't know is an accumulation of minutes is it the uh, accumulation of injuries i I would 
I would say, you know, accumulation of minutes could be that. But, I mean, the other day, or, you know, on Saturday in the second half, yep. I don't know how many Missouri scored in the second half or what the, the – I'm sure that the defensive numbers still probably weren't – they weren't up to par with what they've been all yep. year. But your offense was ten times – you know, it wasn't even close. That was the best offensive performance you've had all year, I would imagine, in that second half. Yep. Now, if they don't do it by half, they go by full game. So, you're, we're not going to know uh, that, but – Hey, Josh, I want to reward you for a great call. Stay right there. You're winning my chocolate-covered strawberries, courtesy of my man at Bradley's, where they've got them today, tomorrow. Tomorrow's the Valentine's Day. Wow. An incredible Knoxville tradition, East Tennessee and Bradley's. 28 years we've been doing this. This year, can you taste them? Chocolate-covered strawberries and milk and white chocolate available today, tomorrow, only. Tons of other chocolate goodies as well. The chocolate-covered chocolate. Rocky Top Chocolate Corn Pop will knock knock your socks off. The Tennessee Walking Stick, Jim's Tennessee Walking Stick, is absolutely max level. Jewelry cards, gifts, so much more. 141 North Peters Road, Bradley's an absolute Knoxville tradition. 865 Brad and Joy, Brad is licking his bumps after the Eagles lost last night. So am I, Brad. But, brother, we got each other, and that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. So congratulations to uh, Josh and Carryville. He gets the dub. We're going to give another box of those away next That Josh hour. or is that Matt? Oh, Matt and Carryville. I'm sorry, Matt. And Ka- Matt, how disrespectful of me. Don't give Josh Matt's chocolates yeah josh get your own chocolates darn it more after this this is terry wilcox aka the chicken man aka t willie and you're listening to 101.7 fm wkom columbia tennessee at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Love is in the air at Tillis Jewelry, and when you step through the doors, our team is ready to help you pick the perfect Valentine gift for your sweetheart. This year, we're offering diamond stud earrings starting at $199. You know a little sparkle will put a smile on her face, and at Tillis Jewelry, we're making it easy for you. So when you spend 100 or more, we'll wrap your gift in our beautiful pink box, which includes a box of chocolates. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia, is your one-stop Valentine store. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Hey guys, this is Mary Catherine with Bug Out Termite and Pest Control. Did you know that most insurance plans don't cover termite damage? Termites cause $5 billion in damage every year. 
Having a termite inspection done by a termite professional once a year is the best way to determine your home or business is termite free. Our technician will help you determine the best treatment solution for you. Call us today to schedule your inspection at 931-380-9009 or visit us online at bugouttennessee.com. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Columbia Ace Hardware carries Magnolia Home Paint by Joanna Gaines? Columbia Ace Hardware is the only Magnolia paint dealer in town. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware and Power Equipment. We will be glad to help you. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Come to the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Championship, hosted by the Columbia Breakfast Rotary Club, benefiting their college scholarship fund. Outstanding auctioneers from across the country will be competing to be named the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Champion. The event will be held at the Tennessee Livestock Sale Barn at 1231 Industrial Park Road, Columbia, Tennessee, starting at 11 a.m. Hope to see you there. 31. All right, we got Miles Johnson from Foodland. We're going to find out what's happening with him. Miles, this is Terry from the radio station. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's uh, another week, so I know you got some more great specials for us. So, what's on tap this week? We have our normal one week ad, which features assorted pork chops, $1.69 a pound, strawberries, two for five, iceberg lettuce, 99 cents each, and Coca Cola six packs, three for 12, and Dr. Pepper six packs, two for seven. Well, thank you. And again, Miles, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. right there on West 7th, right by the post office. Thank you, and thank uh, all of your great staff. Uh, they're always very friendly whenever I come in. And, uh, Miles, we appreciate talking to you. Uh, I'll talk to you next week, and you and the folks at Foodland have a great day. All righty. Thank you. You too. Thank you. All right. That was Miles Johnson from Foodland. If there's something you want to see and you don't see it there, ask them, because they are very, very good about getting stuff for you. So... This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. You know, the uh, 
the big races this weekend. Race fans, race fans. We'll be breaking that down later in the week. Bino will be on here with Tom, uh, with uh, Charlie Cream breaking down the NASCAR race later in the week. Uh, sad note today, and I read from Monica Warren's Twitter handle, the uh, lovely daughter of the Swamp Rat, who is just a beaut. You talk about a beautiful soul. Monica Warren's it. I wanted to update Vol Nation. Our patriarch went home to be with our Lord and Savior last night. He was ready during my last visit with him. She's talking about Gus Manning, who passed away. Uh, he wanted to recite the Lord's Prayer. She said, we have lost a treasure, but I'm at peace knowing he's celebrating in heaven. Legend VFL, and that's from Monica Warren, RIP, to the last link to General Nealon and a one of the great characters in the history of of Tennessee sports. He will always be to me preserved in that photograph when Larry Seavers made the catch against Clemson and Gus Manning was over there with the cigar in his mouth lit on the was the cigar lit on the sidelines? I don't know. No, I don't think it was lit. But he had that big attache case full of God knows what and he was jumping up and down when Seavers caught a ball in the end zone. Bino, that is an iconic piece of Southern college football photography, if it ever existed. Absolutely, Tony. I'd say in those days that thing was lit. I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, we lost, uh, just lost an absolute icon, Tony. And uh, when, uh, we were, uh, when we would go to watch Tennessee play uh, at Auburn, uh, if it were was an early Saturday game, we used to go down on Friday and stay uh, in Atlanta. And uh, I think Tennessee Tennessee's team did the same thing in those years. And uh, we got up Saturday morning on our way to to Auburn and passed Tennessee's bus, and in front of it was a Tennessee Highway Patrol car, and up in the front seat was Gus Manning. And he was smoking a cigar that looked to me like that it was long enough to just about touch the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love that. Like the one where, you know, uh, where when you're riding with somebody and they're smoking a cigar that, that long, you get a contact high off of it. And you yourself, you yourself get a little high from those big old stogies. When when me and my buddies would drive around and smoke those things, oh my gosh, man! Looking back on that, what did our family cars? That's what we were in. What did our family cars smell like the next day? But back in those days, you thought nothing of it. Everybody was smoking. I always took it. I always kind of liked it when Daddy'd smoke cigar. There you go. I like that better than cigarettes. See, I love the way pipes smelled back in the day when you'd pack a pipe, especially if you put a little hippie. You know, go, go c- ahead, Brian. Cigar smoke just, pipe smoke just feels more healthier than cigarettes. Smells cigarette. so much better. Me. Smells so you much know, better. I don't know how that happens. or how. I don't know either. I used to love going to the smoke shop, humidors, and just walking into the humidors and smelling the way tobacco smells, I, I think yeah. that's a, I think that's a phenomenal thing. How it can smell so great unlit, and then when you light it, it you know, smells like smoke. No offense to you, 
I don't know if it was any healthier, Brian, but it smelled better. And by the way, all that smoking did not inhibit Gus Manning from living a long and fruitful life because he dies six months short of his 100th birthday. He was going to turn 100 in July. So our condolences to his family and friends and the entire Tennessee uh, community because we really lost a treasure. Our life will live, Tony. Yes, sir. Go back to our phones at 865-200-5402. I'm licking my bumps right now over my Eagles losing. Uh, People in Philly are saying the Eagles choked, which I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. Tennessee, on the other hand, Tennessee basketball, is that a little bit of a choke job? Uh, Yeah, but it's a regular season basketball game, but I would certainly... You know, I'd call that a choke job a lot. The last, like the last two games, I'd call that a choke job more than I would the Eagles. But go ahead, Bry. I I saw where Kansas City has come back from ten down several times in the playoffs recently. Yeah, like I think the year last year they won it. They were down what twenty four nothing to the Texans, and I think the Titans had a ten point lead on them at one point sure in that game. So yeah. they know how to do it. Well, when you have that quarterback, how, how little how little yeah, things become the quarterback. Huge. How little things become huge, Tony. The 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 Eagles flinch yep. on a play that they're just automatic on, mm-hmm. and then the next play you're put into something that you wouldn't be running, and Hurts fumbles and Kansas City picks it up and scores, and that's the difference in that football game. And you're getting the offensive coordinator, who's excellent, Shane Steichen, who I think is maybe the Eagles' secret sauce. And, Bino, he, Shane Steichen, uh, went right back after that fumble to Hurts, put the ball right in his hands, and they ran a college offense and ran it right down the field and scored a touchdown. Sure did. Can he bring Jalen Hurts with him? Boy, would you take him over what you have at quarterback? Jalen Hurts? Yeah. I'd well, take Jalen Rose over what we've got at quarterback. You know, uh, <laughs> back to the phones we go. Jalen Rose. You need, you, need, you need a Joe Milton arm on Jalen Hurts for a Hail Mary's, though. The amount of product that Jalen Rose has in his hair right now, when, when OGs like Jalen Rose diet straight black James Brown style, and I don't mean the godfather of soul, I mean the guy on CBS, James Brown dyes his hair blacker than black. Which is so next level, Bino, and that mustache. God, it's incredible. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to our phones. Hello, just an observation by a person paid for his observations, though they are vapid. At the very least. Hello and welcome into our next call. You're on your Basilio show. Hi. Hey, Tony. It's Holly. Holly, welcome in. Um. Uh, so so sorry to hear about Gus Manning. I just uh, what a treasure. I was sitting here. I pulled up that picture that you all were talking about, where he had the cigar and that briefcase. Is it lit? Line. Is the cigar lit, Holly? I don't know. I think he was just chewing on it. Yeah, I think he's chewing on it too, which is even better. Well, maybe not. I can't really tell. But he. Uh, that was my freshman year in, in at YouTube. Oh wow! And I just. Uh, 
oh man, I just love him, and I am so sorry to hear this. What a, a life well lived, and I just think about, oh, you know, the Ball Nation and how lucky we are to have icons like that. And I had followed Monica on Twitter, and she would post pictures of Gus often um, and little comments about him. And up until last week, that man knew every game, how much we won by, how much we, you know, why we got beat, this, that, and the other. I mean, he was all ball, all oh, the way. precious. And that's so cool of her to not forget oh, about a guy in his latter years and go over there and be his friend. And, and, and I mean, that's just beautiful of Monica to do that. Yeah, she would post all these wonderful pictures of him. So neat. I really appreciated it being evolved for life and always thought he was a great guy and god bless his soul so anyway having said that i, I wish i wish his family great peace but i wanted to i called in today first of all i'm sorry about your eagles but i don't think they suck i thought they looked really good mm-hmm. and it just happened you know that's sports but uh i wanted to thank you today for defending coach barnes uh saturday night of course the game was awful it was so sad and but I listened to the show and the, the the people that were calling in. I mean, they were dogging him, dogging terribly. him, dogging him. And I know, I know that you want everybody to feel like they can say what they want to say. But I kept thinking, did you guys see the same game that I was watching? I was like, we lost because it, first of all, it was luck, and there were a lot of player errors, especially at the end. And I just thought. How could he have coached any better in that last half? I didn't see that. I just I was like, I don't know what you guys are all upset about. I mean, be upset about the game, but Barnes is a good, a good coach. You may not. He's excellent. Be. No, he's way more. Listen, he's way more than a good coach. He's a Hall of Fame basketball coach. Here's the thing, <laughs> Holly. Here's he's the thing, though. We, we got. Well, here's the thing. We got to face the facts, right? He's not warm and fuzzy with our fan base, which kind of draws a target on him. So he doesn't play political games. He doesn't do those things that a lot of other people do, like Nick Sirianni, right? Yesterday before the game, I don't know if you saw this, but they're doing the, they're doing the um, uh, uh, national anthem, and during the national anthem, he's bawling like a little kid. Okay, bawling. Rick Barnes is Rick Barnes is never, ever going to let you in and let you see that. And and fans today, a lot of fans want that. Okay, so. That that's one yeah. thing. Second thing is when he stood up there and he said, "If UCLA would have paid my buyout, I'm gone." That marked him with a bunch of fans. I didn't do it. He did it. You didn't do it. Like you're in uh, you you had that your corporate career. You would never advise somebody to comport themselves that way in front of a camera. That's just not smart. Never in a million years. But let's just look at the reality of stuff. I yep. forgive him for that because yep. I mean it kicked me off the time. Yep. You know the bottom line is. Money, money, money. Everybody's money crazy. And everybody out there that complains about it, they would have done the exact same thing. He just, just made he verbal just said it. faux pas. That's right. Said he said it. What he was and That's he right. Shouldn't have done. That was terrible. But, you know, they're going to leave if they get paid more money somewhere, and it's not like it used to be. But anyway, back to his coaching abilities. Yeah. I thought, you know, and then they were dog- there were some guys that were dogging him about, Oh well, he bashes the players and the post game and all. And I thought, well, I don't remember that too much. And so I watched his post game after. Interesting. Uh, I listened to the show, and 
he did nothing but praise his yep, team. He sure did. And he kept talking about how horribly he felt for Santi. And just, you know, he said it two or three times. You know, he loved that team. He cares about him. And I'm just wondering maybe, you know, there was just some, uh, I don't know what you call it. You guys would know better than I do. The basketball intelligence just broke down. I mean, some of these guys are just making some bad mental errors. And I pray they work work on it and they learn from it. We get better in March. But uh, that's my comment on that. And then I just wanted to tell you also on Twitter, I don't understand these analytics, but Ken Palm currently predicts Tennessee to beat Alabama 71-69. to That makes no sense to me. I hope it's true, but I'm sitting there going, what? Yeah, more power to you, Ken Palm. Uh, so far, so far, Ken Palm is not exactly uh, Beanstar Ben, our friend here down the stretch. I, I'm not going to let him be my guide, I don't think, going forward, Beanstar. Sorry, I, I think both Ken Palm and the... Um, Torvik. Uh, a, and the power ratings uh, that uh, oddsmakers use uh, have overrated Tennessee for about a month now. Yeah, yeah. Cause, I don't see how... I mean, to me, they're not giving much validity to all these analytics. I mean, I know there's absolutely validity in yes, analytics. Yes, I don't think they're the end-all, be-all. And, you know, 71 to 69, he's predicting. I'm, I'm sitting there going, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Yeah, in what world? In what <laughs> Here's the thing, yeah. though. Here's the thing. Anything can happen Wednesday, Holly. But if you said to me as a Tennessee person, right, and I said to you, and you and I were talking and we're off the air, okay, and I said, Holly, what's going to happen? You would say to me, Tony, we are going to get rolled Wednesday night unless something changes. That's what I'd say to you. Isn't that what you'd say to me? I mean, I watch sports. I know what's going to happen unless, unless Alabama throws up a stinker. And that's possible. But if they play to their level, they're going to hammer us, Holly. It's just the way it is. I just, I'm scared to death. Yes, I don't want to see that game Wednesday. You know? I wish we could skip it. No, it can be a fluke, you know, because Tennessee, sure. Tennessee, I've lived many, many years watching Tennessee be Tennessee, and God knows I love them. But I'm like, okay, you know, how on earth are we going to win this game Wednesday night? I just don't see it. I, yeah. But you know, the, I'll uh, be but, cheering, and I'll be happy, you. and I hope Right. And I Y'all appreciate thank you, Holly, and I appreciate your comments defending our basketball coach. Go ahead, Brian. You know that the seventy-one sixty-nine final score prediction sort of brings yeah. up another possibility. You know, Alabama might have a three-pointer in the air at the, at the end just to win the game by one. And well, where have we seen this before? Oh, stop you, it! You know, Tony, I I am uh, I I don't have a great deal of faith in Wednesday, but I I am someone that thinks a lot about the spot. Uh, and I don't think there's ever been a more perfect ambush spot uh, than Alabama coming in here in a midweek game after they're ranked number one in the country. And we've lost two games that are that are just absolutely crushing. Uh, so from a spot standpoint, if I... As as a gambler, I would take that in into consideration, but we'll have to be all hands on deck, uh, and they'll have to to not be as good as what we've seen them be most every time out, except for against Oklahoma. And you know the the thing about people, because I had somebody else ask me, you know, why is everybody so negative on 
call-in show. Listen, post-game call-in show. Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime. That's what a talk, that's what a call that's what a post game show is going to sound like when you lose game. Now, as I was just telling you, I was listening to Eagle Radio last night, and those people were accusing the coaching staff and the team of choking. Now, that's not the game I saw. That's not the Super Bowl I watched. I saw the Eagles go out there against a Hall of Fame quarterback and stretch that game right to the last minute, last seconds, where it was in doubt. And and it was what it was. You know, that guy got a shot at halftime, which is what happened. They went back there, and, and, and they got him off his feet, and they got something in him, whatever it was. I mean, Bino, there's no question that he had something in him, yes? There's no doubt. He was running around. My favorite thing about Mahomes is, and all these guys do it, they get in the open field, and they run like the wind, and then they get down, and then they get tackled, and then they act like they're hurt. And then they come right back and run like the wind again. Now, now the question is, which is it? Do you not love me know how those guys do that? Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> what, are you but, kidding me, Mahomes? Do you remember Wayne Chisholm would go down several times a game, you think his season's over? And then he'd get right back Pop up. Pop right back up. Wheezy. And like nothing happened. Wheezy. Pino's right. It's an ambush spot. The, my, my question for Tennessee is, and this is just something I'm going to ask you for the next couple days as this game comes up. It's not going to be on the only thing we're going to talk about. Okay. But, but as this game comes up, my question is going to be, does Tennessee have it in them? If Alabama comes in here and lays down, does Tennessee have it in them right now health-wise to take advantage? Look, Here's if Phillips... Go ahead, Brian. Let me hear it. Here's the new top ten. All right. This will be the third game in Thompson Bowling Arena history to match two AP top ten teams. Tennessee stays in at number ten. Alabama does ascend to number one. So the Vols stay barely in the top ten, and it will be the third game in Thompson Bowling history to match two AP top ten teams, the second one this year. Wow, it's Good. so weird, Bino. Bino, do you How find bad is college basketball that we're still up there in the top ten? What is this? A prison beauty contest? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean You know uh That is such a weird stat. Alabama. That can't be right, I, by the way. I, I I'm refuting that. There's no way in the thirty five year history of that of the our deal that we only had three now top ten matchups in that building. I, there's just no way that's true. I'm sorry. I refute that. I can't believe it didn't happen under Pearl. Several times. It's several times. It's happened three times since 20. All three times have come since 2019. Kentucky and I guess Texas a few weeks ago. So all in the Barnes era? All in the Barnes era? All in the Barnes era from 2019 to present time. That's that's really hard to believe. I it didn't happen during Bruce's run. That that really is kind of hard to believe too. Wow. But I still think we should congratulate. I want to say this before we forget. I want to congratulate Trey Smith for, you know, I know it's heartbreaking rooting for the Eagles, but if anybody deserves the Super Bowl ring after all the crap he went through in college and. That doesn't even mention his blood clots that could have ended his career. You got to be happy for that kid and that guy. 
Well put, Brian. Congratulations to Trey Smith. It's his first Super Bowl. That's very special, man. That's um, and he good for him. Yeah, he was like a sixth round pick. Nobody would touch him except the Chiefs, and he started right away. And in year two, he's a Super Bowl champion. Wow. Back to the phones we go. And that Mahomes guy really is obnoxious, the whole circus around him. But he's a great player. But, he, you know, he is such a great heel. Oh, my gosh, is he a great heel. He elicits such reaction out of people. Yeah, and I, I I didn't watch any of the post game, but he's so unlikable. Uh, uh, apparently, Kelsey and some of those guys got on there talking about how disrespected oh, Kansas. Kelsey's who the, worst. the heck disrespected Kansas City? Well, the entire Fox set crew picked the Eagles to win, so I think that's what they're referring to. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, so I, they're watching the Fox pregame before they play in the Super Bowl. And then Terry Bradshaw, Terry Bradshaw is totally out of control. Yeah. Terry Bradshaw is getting fired on on Twitter today because, look, you're not allowed to say anything anymore. He told Andy Reid, he said, hey, Andy, why don't you waddle on over here and talk to us real quick? You know? Yeah, you can't talk to anybody like you would your friends, right? Yeah, why don't you waddle on over here? <laughs> Tom Waddle. Former uh, Bear Great. Let's go back to our phones. Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome into our next call. Tony Basilio show on a Monday. How are my friends compatriots doing today? Hey, Dub. Uh, Tony, I, I, thoughts, prayers, condolences to Gus Manning. What a what a legend and. Uh, I've heard two stories of what was in that briefcase during the famous Larry Seavers catch. What was in the two briefcase? People, what was in it? There, well, there was cash in it. That's pretty heard, next I've level. Heard, Could you imagine today, guys, one of Danny White's guys jumping up and down <laughs> with <laughs> with a big stogie in their mouth during a regular season game and cash in the uh, – how cool was the 70s? The greatest decade known to man. That's what the seventies were. That was my fre- that was my freshman year too. And Bang. I've been told, I've been told it was from the ticket sold at the gate. But I've also been told it was the money to give the players for their meal money for the weekend. So there's there's two men that might have the answer to that question, and I'm not revealing their names on the air. Well, I wonder if. After a big win like that against Clemson, if the money, if it was money to be dispersed to the players, I wonder if that money, if somehow the cash in that uh, satchel there increases somehow magically after a W. Uh, I'd say Larry Sabres got more than his share of mail money right after that. Interesting, Larry. Interesting, Larry. Do tell, do tell. And Tony, about the top two matchups, ten or top ten matchups, uh, we've had. This will be the seventh time in history. I went back and looked at it all a couple weeks ago. So this uh, this is it, the seventh in the history of our program. Yes, it happened twice wow. during Ray Mears, twice during Don DeVoe. Wow! And then eight, then you know eighteen nineteen uh, eighteen nineteen season with Kentucky, and not during Bruce Pearl. No. I went went through the media guide on it, you know. In Knoxville, right? Seventh in history in Knoxville. Knoxville. Yes, in Knoxville. Wow. 
So it, it, it is a rare thing, and I'm, I'm with Bino, how we're still number 10, I'll never know. Remember, I wasn't minding being a three seed, now I'm hoping for a three seed. So, uh, time change. But, uh, I'd like to point out that in the two teams that we always talked about we hated, but they ended up winning three games in the NCAA, the 2010 team went through a five and five stretch during this time, and the Conzo Martin team went through a six and seven stretch during this period. So it all goes back to what you all been saying. That, you know, the teams that we don't like or we can't figure out. I mean, I like the team, but they're the ones that surprise us sometimes. And you know. Hopefully the, the referees, the NCAA, everybody will know this might be Rick Barnes' swan song for trying to get to a Final Four. So how about a little help here? Well, the way they've looked last couple games, they're going to need more than a little help from his friends in, in, in stripes. So Conzo's team went through a 6-7 and seven stretch, and Pearl's yeah. Elite 18 went through a what stretch? Say that again. 7-5 in about a month period. 7-5? Uh, and 7-5. Five? You know, what is it? Say it again. I, five wins. Five oh, five and five. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think Conzo's team lost two buzzer beaters to Texas A&M, similar to what this team has lost the last two weeks, too, I think. Well, Anthony pointed that out, out, he said that reminded him of the Space Ace game when Space Ace hit that three ball on us, that Jared Space guy. What was his name? Yeah, you're Ezekiel right, Brian. Anton, Anton, Anton Space. In Anton Space. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. Stranger things have happened, but uh, it's almost like after we beat Texas on national TV, uh, did we have a mentality like, okay, we've arrived. We're uh, we're just going to go down here to Florida and pull it, you know, win. I, I don't know if they think like that. You wouldn't think so, but you beat Texas, you you know, you're up there in the top, what, two? We were two then, oh, yeah. I guess. You were looking at your first number one seed in school history. And so you're thinking, okay, we've reach. arrived, yep. and since then it's been like off the cliff, yep. you know. Yep. There, there's but, a, uh, and there's a Final Four team from this year that's scuffling right now, I can guarantee you. Yes, sir. There's probably a couple of them out yes, there. Yes, sir, Brian. Say it loud and say that'll it proud. Get, that'll get hot at the right time. Not Say, say it loud know, and but, say it proud, Brian. What was Sister Jean St. Loyola team? You know, they went to the Final Four. What seed were they that upset us, you know? Yeah, exactly. Somebody's going to do it. By the way, when uh, in, I think it was 1962 when Mississippi State, uh, the coach and the school president defied the governor of Mississippi and took his team to, to the NCAA tournament, just got on a plane and flew out of the state. And they lost to Loyola of Chicago, and Sister Jean would have been 40 years old at that time. A young Sister Jean, who I believe is still with us. And W. Lynn, thank you. I know she's still with us. Thank you, brother. Whoa. He did a uh, Joshy Boy on us. East Tennessee and Bradley's an incredible Knoxville tradition. This is our 28th Valentine's together. Chocolate-covered strawberries, milk and white chocolate right now. Available today and tomorrow. Boom. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. It's crazy. Available on the 13th and 14th for you. That is right now. Today, tomorrow. 
tons of other goodies when you go. Make sure you get you a bag of chocolate, Rocky Top chocolate corn pop, melt in your mouth, goodness. Tennessee Walking Sticks, a confectionery treat for the ages. It's unreal. They also have tremendous, uh, great selection of all kinds of wonderful gift ideas, jewelry, cards, tons of gifts. Joy is so good. Um, she's got such a great eye for it. Bradley's 141 North Peters Road, 865-694-0400. Bradley's. And, and Brad, to you I say E-A-G. L.E.S. Eagles. How cool is it, Bino, that Don Staley would wear a throwback yesterday? How next level is that when a, when a coach just says, this is who I am? Yeah, that's in, in the biggest women's college basketball game of the entire year, I would have thought. Yes, I bet that really aggravates some people that she did that, Bino. But she's just being herself. I'd say when you win like she does, you can just do whatever the heck you want to do. Yes. Yes. Question They'll today probably is... probably make her wear it all the time now. The question today is, are we heading for a TLD Logistics overtime overdrive, overdrive overtime on this Monday? If we are, it'll be rather quick. But uh, TLD Logistics does everything. Whatever your challenge is relating to shipping, you call TLD, let them figure it out from there online tldlogistics.com. I'm going to come back. 865-200-5402. want to hear from you. To show you how weird this thing is, we were thinking about, will Alabama be in the top 10? We had a conversation. We actually went through Alabama's schedule a couple weeks ago on the air. By the time they get to Knoxville, were they going to be in the top 10? Let me answer that. Yeah, they're number one. The real question is, which we didn't know at the time, is were we going to be in the top 10? And that just goes to show you why sports are, well, they just, they just remain very interesting because they are an ever-moving target. It's kind of what we're doing here. And we talk about it in real time. And keep it real with you while we're doing it as we continue with more right after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. 
Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring, followed by low-interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you, or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 bikes, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You can win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. 
And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Another highlight from the Super Bowl last night. <laughs> Being a telemore just talking about during the break. Uh, Tony, Tony, you ruined me because they announced Dak Prescott last night as the Walter Payton Man of the Year. And those Eagle fans just booed his ass out of the stadium. And I, I, I found myself just laughing like some guns. <laughs> Well, that's one way that uh, Dak can go to a Super Bowl is get man of the year oh my and get recognized. That's about the only way you can get there. No question. And those fans just booed him mercilessly. And he was just looking like, you got to be kidding me. But he knew it was coming. Hello and welcome into our next call. Tony Basilio showing a Monday high. Hey, Tony, I'm glad you've got uh, entertaining commercials. I've heard them twice while I'm on hold. Year of the Sea. Welcome in. Hey, uh, you remember Dave Waddle? No, who's Dave Waddle? Vito might know who he is. We're going to do the famous Waddles in honor of Andy Reid waddling over to the microphone. Dave Waddle. I know when you tell me who it is. We have uh, Jalen Waddle. Tom Waddle. Tom Waddle. Jalen Waddle. This is W-O-T-T-L-E. Dave Wattle, Bino, W-O-T-T-L-E. Oh, Never heard it spelled that, that one. Gets ready. 1972 <sighs> Olympics. Runner. Remember he passed the two Kenyans and the Russian? No. Oh, no, I forgot. Really? Bino doesn't know what day this is, Freddie. That, that, was one the, <laughs> that was one of the greatest comebacks in Olympic history. When the Olympics were the Olympics. That's when Spote was a Spote. And grooving was grooving. Yeah, I looked that up. That was I remember watching that. It was probably on late at night because you know they were tape delayed back in the day. On the ISO light, they probably had him yeah, on the he, ISO light when he did it. And he had a he. Look at his hat. It looks like your hat you wore Friday. Interesting. Laura <laughs> was being kind when she said you were disheveled, Tony. She said to me, you look horrible, right before we went on, and disheveled. Yeah. Yep. That's kind of why I usually just listen to you, but I, I catch you on Twitter every once So you had to say, when I said that, you said, I got to go see what this hat looks like. And you were like, <laughs> and you were like, sure enough, because Isaac, Junkman Isaac, found that uh, hat, and he said he he said he paid. He, he texted me afterwards. Said Tony, I paid a dime for that hat, not a quarter. I paid a dime for it. It's a total he truth. overpaid for it. <laughs> Laura said, "I swear he brings you the stuff, Tony, that he can never resell because he knows you're just such a junk fiend that you'll take anything." Uh, I bet you got some real treasures in your house, don't you, Tony? Uh, that's a good word for it. <laughs> I, hey, hey, Freddie, I might be the only guy that ever gets broken into, and they leave me stuff. 
Uh, <laughs> hey, Tony, how come we're not talking about the Phoenix going to Phoenix, going to be rising from the ashes? By the time I get to Phoenix. The ashes of that super region. Freddie's going to be smiling. Freddie, you're a real cheap shot artist. By the time we get to Phoenix, Ray Mears will get a cheap shot. How good was Glenn Campbell? Oh, my gosh. And for you to cheap shot, Coach Mears. But, yeah, uh, Glenn, the, 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 the team of Glenn Campbell and Jimmy Webb will never be forgotten by this living fan because when that Wichita lineman is still on that line in the key of B-flat, one of the greatest songs ever. One of the greatest songs ever because I am a lineman for the county. What's, what's, what's the famous line in the song? Something about a wine. No, you know it. I know I love you more than give it to yeah. me. Well, how's that go? I know I it? love you more than dun dun And I hear you whisper in the wine. That's a great, 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 great soul country song. That is incredible. Because that Wichita lineman. I, I need you more than once, I and I want you for all time. Boom! Boom. Every, every time I hear that line, I think about you, Tony. Well, you should, and I, I want, I want you for about three minutes every couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm lucky to get in that late March. You have some rather um, long, torturous phone calls from time to time. <laughs> oh, Tony! What about Tony Valls this week? You excited for Friday night? We're going to do a post game. Tony Valls. We're doing Gar's Law extra innings. Wash away your sorrows, Tony. You'll forget about the basketball and your Eagles. Laura looked at me last night. She said, "It's been a tough weekend for you, Tony." She said, "But Tony Valls is on deck." She kind of gave me a wry smile, like the crack on me. <laughs> what, what does she think about your man love for Tony Valls? She says it's cringeworthy and uncomfortable. <laughs> You're definitely, it's definitely cringeworthy. Bino, do you think it's cringeworthy? Because I've been doing it the last couple times with Tony. I've, I've, we've, we've, I've kept a straight face with him, as hard as that is. Yeah, I think you've hidden it well, Tony, the last couple of times. I get a little uncomfortable listening to it. Uh, I'll tell you what made me uncomfortable. When you have him on. It's watching those women swoon at him over at uh, Calhoun's. I've never seen it. There was a lady there. Back in the fall, she's sitting there with her husband. They look happily married. Freddie, she got up and ran at him like it was uh, the Beatles, circa 1965. <laughs> Pino, my lion, that woman that came out, she came. You talk about somebody heeding the clarion call. No, that's absolutely the truth. We, she wasn't alone. No, we've never seen anything like it. When he left, it was like one of the Jonas Brothers was up there. Elvis back in the day. Oh, my gosh. Tony Valls. Does, does he even have a girlfriend? I don't know, but I would have been right there with him. <laughs> I'd have been right there with those ladies rushing the stage, uh, Freddie. You've been elbowing them out of the way. Oh, you? no question. <laughs> like when a good item's there at the flea market. you got to get <laughs> That t- those ten cent hats. Yep. Uh, 
Well, Tony's. Uh, Here comes a shot. A, Here it is, Bino. Bino in five, four. Hit it, Freddie. No, I don't have anything to do. I'm not going to kick you while you're down, Tony, while your ego is lost. And ball's struggling a little bit. Uh, I think people forget how bad basketball was there for a long time. Black curtains. You might need to put up some pictures of black curtains on your blog to remind people. Boy, ain't that the truth. It's kind of like, you know, back in the, de- the decade of dominance, probably didn't appreciate it enough, and then look what we went through. Yep. But that, I think one thing, though, I think you can count probably Danny White will get a good coach if Barnes retires. Yeah, we were just talking about that. I wholeheartedly trust that guy to find a coach. He's got a track I mean, record of Nate Oates. Yep. This guy knows what he's doing. Maybe he goes down there to get it, Nate Oates. Because I think Nate Oates has a debt of gratitude. Danny White changed his life when he gave him that job. I know he hired him off a staff that was there, but he had to recognize that, and he had to go with him. And and Nate Oates is a trend-setting, revolutionary coach. He'd be a great next coach here, great next coach. Yeah, I think they're building, trying to build a new gym down yeah. there. Yeah, but you know what? Tennessee basketball is, was, and always will be a much better job than Alabama basketball. Much better. Much better. Let's say you didn't get him. Who who else out there would you think? <sighs> I don't know. You know I'm not Steve, doing that. Steve Barnes. Forbes was on my top of the list, but thank, I don't know if the time will work out. Thank there. thank you, Freddie. It's a, I'm not doing that. You can push me into something that. But I love that Oates guy. No e. How how weird is it that you're really seriously thinking about hiring Nate Oates as basketball coach from Alabama? Well, that's look, like, if, uh, if Rick that's Barnes... Like Tino and going to Lexington and Louisville. N- no, if Rick Barnes walked in there tomorrow and says, I'm done, which anything can happen in this world. Or, hey, Texas wants me to go, but whatever it is. The first call I make is to that Oates guy. Am I lying, Bino? No, absolutely that's your first call. First of all, I have a relationship with him. Secondly, I brought him to the party. Thirdly, I have a better job than the Alabama job. It's a better job. It's a better job. This is a better job. Better fan base, better job. More money to play with, better job. More NIL money. Same history. I mean, it's the same history-wise, but but it's three times. You're going to draw three times the people than you will at Alabama. It's the truth. Better job. Bino, better job. Tennessee basketball, better job oh, yes. in Alabama? Not even close. Yes, absolutely. I mean, way more upside here. arguably the second best job in the SEC. Way more upside. Way more upside. Back to I the know phones. this is a yeah. change of subject, but have you heard about the New Mexico State situation where uh, they suspended, they canceled their season? It is unbelievable, Andy Mack, to me that that happened. Unbelievable, the Angie. must be really bad. Whatever Something internally, and they hired a guy that, I mean, that was a disaster. An absolute master of disaster. We are no doubt heading for a TLD logistics overdrive overtime segment, but we're going to keep it kind of brief because I'm not feeling well and Bino's got a roll. Um, 
but all callers will get on. Hello and welcome into our next call on the Basilio Show on a Monday. Tony, of course you could blame it on the balloons and all the... Uh... God, that's crazy. That's the other thing that's just our absolute mystery right now. What What is this going on? Are we being... Are we being invaded by the? Because I I went on uh, uh, one of the Reddit conspiracy channels and they and they said yeah we're being invaded and I'm sitting there thinking to myself if Martians have to use hot air balloons to invade you, boy this really is a rough world. This is Big Lou Maddox and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee WKOM 101.7 FM Columbia. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. We're this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Ace now offers free assembly and delivery on grills over $3.99? It's never been easier for you and your family to have a great grill like a Weber gas grill, a Traeger pellet grill, or a Big Green Egg charcoal grill. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware, located at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. All right, we got Miles Johnson from Foodland. We're going to find out what's happening with him. Miles, this is Terry from the radio station. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's uh, another week, so I know you got some more great specials for us. So what's on tap this week? We have our normal one-week ad, which features assorted pork chops, $1.69 a pound, strawberries, two for five, iceberg lettuce, 99 cents each, and Coca-Cola six-packs, three for 12, and Dr. Pepper six-packs, two for seven. Well, thank you. And again, Miles, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. right there on West 7th, right by the post office. Thank you, and thank uh, all of your great staff. Uh, They're always very friendly whenever I come in. And uh, Miles, we appreciate talking to you. Uh, I'll talk to you next week, and you and the folks at Foodland have a great day. All righty. Thank you. You too. Thank you. All right. That was Miles Johnson from Foodland. If there's something you want to see and you don't see it there, ask them, because they are very, very good about getting stuff for you. So... This is Dr. Mike Steele. Tune in to American Steele, a weekly discussion of topics and events related to the challenges in our world. Listen as we examine the path to relevance and truth in our society and culture. You can catch the show on 101.7 WKOM at 7 p.m. on Sundays. Also, we can be found online at WKOM Radio or on Twitter at WKOM WKRM. See you on Sunday. This is Delp Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This morning I am at Woodland Elementary School. They've had a wonderful occasion here. They sang Take Me Out to the Ball Game, and the reason they did that is that Woodland Elementary School did a fundraiser to support the Miracle League of Columbia and Murray County, Tennessee. And Robin Estep is here with the Miracle League. Robin, give us just the capsule version of what the Miracle League is all about. The Miracle League is an all-inclusive um, baseball field and playground that we're working on building at the Murray County Park in Columbia. It's completely wheelchair accessible, and it's going to be handicap accessible, and it's just going to be inclusive for all. And we're really excited. Um, we're making lots of headway, and this is an exciting day today for sure with these kids all getting involved. Where It just really warms our hearts today. And Miss Carroll is a fourth-grade teacher here at Woodland Elementary. They did a fundraiser. They raised 
raised $1,608 for the America League. Ms. Carroll, tell me how that happened. Well, our students here at Woodard Elementary, they are determined, they're focused. Um, they wanted to come to us and say they want to help our community, and this is the way they decided to do it. I have the pleasure of teaching many of these children, and every day in the classroom they show me the determination it is to be successful and to be a true leader in our area. All right, I got one of those special Woodard treasures today, and it's a, a mule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lo- for Mule Town. We love Mule Town. All right. Breslin Amos, how you doing, man? What grade are you in? Uh, fourth. And did you help to make the Woodard Treasures? Yes. All student council helped. We did the soap in the bucket with the water, and then after a day we undid them, and then we broke them if they were too long and big, and then we just put them in the molds and then melted them, and then we put them in the bag. We just sold them. All right. Again, Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Really a fun morning. Folks, thank you. It's been great. Thank you all so much. President, see you later, man. See ya. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.